Welcome to the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is where accomplishment and harmony coexist. Now, here's your host and Spa Life curator, Diane Halfman. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is a lifestyle that accepts that accomplishment and harmony coexist. The spa and spa life, the SPA, is for seek power always, that power within you to do your deeper work in the world. I am so thrilled to have my next guest on the show, who is Eurosimos Stylianesis. He is a trauma-informed body worker who is also a holistic health practitioner and a human design guide. He works with motivated individuals around the world to help them understand and connect to their true nature more deeply and overcome disempowering behaviors and release excess stress, toxicity, and trauma from their bodies and lives so that they can experience health and vitality on all levels. He is the co-host of the recently launched Here for the Truth podcast that celebrates modern-day truth seekers and freedom fighters exploring what it took for them to forge their past in life and overcome obstacles on the Siddhartha Road to Authenticity. He is also the creator of the Somatic Freedom, a pathway to true health, which is a transformational full-day retreat that he leads monthly in Topanga, California. Eurosimos, welcome to the show. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so great. I want to jump into your latest project of the Here for Truth podcast. What jump-started that for you? What are you focusing on that as far as what are you seeing any trends in people? I, I feel like people searching for the truth, right? It's like, what is truth, right? And what is some of that that people are looking at and the show and supporting him in that? Yeah, well, you know, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a few years now. And I think I realized that I work well in collaboration. And so my wife, Sophie, and I, we were on the Unslaved podcast last year. And I, someone in Australia had seen the podcast, Joel, my co-host, and he reached out to me and we connected and we realized we were soul brothers and that we had a deep desire to speak out on certain things and to seek truth and to share truth. And so we got on one call and we just said, let's do this. And we, we shot our first episode, I guess maybe like six, seven weeks ago. The first couple episodes were just us talking about what it means to walk an authentic path, what it means to be on a hero's journey, which I think is a big part of the truth-seeking process because seeking truth ultimately starts within. You have to seek your own truth. You have to look inwards and realize why you are the way you are and you know why do you have maybe some challenges that you need to overcome or heal some past traumas, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, being someone who really has always had a curiosity for the mysteries of life and why things are the way they are and why we are the way they are, I've always just been really uh, drawn towards that truth-seeking journey and exposing myself to all kinds of information, you know, because that's the thing with the truth-seeking journey, you have to be able to have space within yourself to entertain a lot of different information and material. And ultimately, through a critical thinking mind, you come to your own intuitive understanding of what that is. Now, of course, it helps to be supported by facts. So anyways, we decided that we wanted to create this platform to interview people that have been on that path, people who are challenging the status quo, people who are challenging the consensus, you know, within their own lives and with the work they do. And, you know, we're six episodes in, we have some amazing people lined up uh, in the next couple months. And I just love it. I love telling stories. I love hearing people's stories, like how they became who they are. What did they overcome in their lives? You know, And that's a big piece of the hero's journey. And it's something that 
resonates with me. I love it. And you guys have such a, a great dynamic on, on your show. And you know, talk about perfect timing for things to happen. There's such a, an interesting dynamic that's happening right now where people are relying more on what's happening outside of themselves and making decisions based on either what they're being told or what you know is being inferred as what is being best for them. And it's just an interesting time with that in terms of people not necessarily even slowing down enough to see does certain things resonate with themselves? How are they going to live their life? And what is their own truth? What are you finding out there in terms of people not trusting themselves? Well, I think it starts early on in their childhood and how they were raised. And I think we live in this world now where people, like you said, they're so reliant on the external reality. They haven't done the inner work to seek power always within themselves. You know what I mean? So that's where it starts to be solid, to be able to, to stand on two feet and to have a mind that's critical. And so when you don't have that, when you don't have a strong sense of self, if your nervous system maybe isn't healed or regulated to the degree that it should be, you know, you can be drawn into a lot of fear-based behavior. And what happens is why I personally think there's a lot of fear-mongering out there is that when you are put in fear, you're going to look externally for the answers. You're not going to look within. And I think we're seeing that on a mass scale in the world today. And I think it's a problem. But at the end of the day, the solution is to go inwards. Right. Um, well, you know, speaking of that fear, you know, talk about the necessity of having some stillness and how you utilize that to really check in with yourself and to really access that inner knowing. You know, for me, I find that getting off my devices as much as they can be a blessing, like here we are right now and having this conversation through devices and technology, it's really important for me to spend time in nature. You know, my wife and I, we moved to Topanga. A big reason was because we wanted to be kind of in our own little bubble, our own little world. And, you know, with all the things that are happening in the world and, you know, we're being bombarded with all this fear propaganda that I find that when I can just shut everything off and I can walk outside and I can like spend some time listening to like the wind and the trees and the birds and things like that, it allows me to just come deeper into myself. Now, you know, it's been a process, you know, I've been in like the personal development, health, wellness fields for over 15 years. And this process of going inwards, like it's deep shadow work. You have to face yourself. If you don't face yourself, you're just going to be at the whims of everything that's going on around you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it brings to mind that whole, if you don't stand for something, you know, you stand for nothing. Mm -hmm. And just getting really clear about what is it within an individual person that they believe in. And I'm just wondering, you know, it seems that people's ideas of, of who they are seems more shaky than ever, that there is more of that external like reliance on that. What are some of the things in the healing aspects that people can start realigning and start trusting themselves and not be so external focused? Well, I feel like in the work that I do, you know, on the different levels, they can support people in that process. And first and foremost is you just got to get to know yourself. Like, who are you outside of your parental conditioning? Who are you outside of your society conditioning, your church conditioning, et cetera, et cetera? You know, God has given all of us this seed of consciousness, you know, and it's like, how can we tap into that and who we are on the deepest levels? We're all unique. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like whatever it is for a person, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's walking in nature. There needs to be a process where that focus is put internally. 
not just externally and like what are people on tv telling me what are the newscasters telling me what are my politicians telling me what is my doctor telling me it's like no you have to go within but that's a scary process for a lot of people and because it's a scary process they relinquish personal responsibility and then they go okay well it's just a lot easier there's so much stuff going on in my life that i'm just going to look to someone else for the answers and um you know we're seeing what happens there is that when you don't have a strong sense of self when you're not taking personal responsibility for your life and your health you can be absorbed by the crowd psychology and that's a big piece on why people do what they do because they're afraid of being ostracized from their social group from their family and so they'll go along to get along very often to the detriment of their own sense of self and integrity and very often health Right. Well, and you know, there's something to be said about being able to overcome hard things, right? To look at things and to be able to build some grit and tenacity and resilience and, you know, having some of those things that you can maneuver through things. It's interesting when you're talking about how when you just kind of go along with whatever's out there and not getting really clear about that. How do you feel in terms of people not really having the fortitude to move through hard things? Again, it's such an individual game, you know. Each person needs to figure this out for themselves. Some of the challenging experiences in my life have determined who I am and have built my character, as I'm sure with your background and your history and who you are, you can say the same thing. I mean, I have compassion for people that don't have, let's say, the psycho-emotional fortitude or have been through a lot or haven't done the inner work. And at the same time, like when is going to be the right time? Like, when are you going to seek support? When are you going to look inwards? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like it's something that each person has to look in the mirror and determine like, well, who am I and what am I willing to do? And do I want to keep going through these patterns? Do I want to keep living this life? You know, that's is why I think it's really important to allow yourself to feel discomfort and feel pain because pain and discomfort can be a great motivator to change. But if you're on that hamster wheel and you're cons- consistently pushing things down because you're utilizing substances, you're smoking cigarettes all the time, you're drinking, you're, you're shopping, you're watching porn, you're, like you're just always distracting yourself that you can't really get to that place where you have an idea and a real deep somatic understanding of what the heck is going on with you and your life. And so I think that's the first step is like you have to kind of get into the muck and allow yourself to feel certain things if you've been ignoring them. And very often your life is going to show up and say, like the proof is in the pudding very often. If you're not feeling fulfilled, if you're not healthy, like there's something that you need to shift and change. Right, right. Well, and and speaking of that focus of health, I mean, you talk about your body, your mind, like this is a, a temple, right? So talk about some of the habits and the mindset that have you focus on health as being like one of your number one priorities. Yeah, you know, I'm a little bit of an alien, I think, for a long time. I've kind of lived very differently than most people I know. And it's because it's been a trial and error process. Like, I'm really conscious of the food that I put in my body. I'd like to know where all of it comes from. You know, I've done my own fair share of research. Like, I prefer not to have chemicals and toxins that are in my body or even on my body. So that's kind of a foundational thing. I personally live a sober lifestyle. You know, I I just... I don't partake in drinking alcohol or caffeine or things that really, let's say, stimulate or depress my nervous system. Now, that's what works for me. Am I going to sit there and say, if someone wants to like do something once in a while, cool. My thing is, what's the habitual thing? If someone's doing something or relying on something every day, then I think that's a signpost. Okay, why? Why do you need that daily cup of coffee every morning? Why do you need that alcohol to unwind or that weed to unwind every night? You know, so for me, 
how I treat my body, how I nourish my body is a foundational piece. The other thing is I've done a lot of work uh, and I support doing any work you can to support your nervous system. You know, whether it's working with a therapist that utilizes somatic experiencing or something like that, which is work that I do as well, or getting body work done. It's so important to allow that energy to flow through your body. So then you can feel more grounded and more present. And then when life's events happen, because they're going to happen, we're humans, we live on planet earth. We're going to have conflicts. We're going to have confrontations. We're going to have things that just pop up. Your system is much more resilient and able to, to deal with it in a way that's going to support your health more in the long term. Because I, I personally believe a lot of people, a lot of their health issues and things that show up as disease are things that have happened to them. And it's the body's natural adaptation to that experience. Right. Well, I love, you know, one of my health practitioners talks about the body is such a great resource to be able to ask it the questions like, don't make the body the villain, right? We're either doing something to the body or the body needs some support from us. And so this whole journey of asking questions of ourselves and standing in being that authority, I think that again, it comes back to giving that authority away to others when if you don't know the inner workings of your own body and what you need and that it's not just the physical body, but there's the emotional, mental, spiritual aspect of it as a totality, I think it's so important for people to look at it from that perspective. So I like the, the wholeness part of, of how you approach things. There's such an innate intelligence to our body, okay? If you were to literally cut your finger right now and just sat there and did some slow motion or time-lapse photography, you would see it heal itself. And so our body's always looking to heal, but we just very often have to get out of the way and allow that innate process, that intelligent process to happen. And you know, we do that by all the ways that I'm sure you talk about on the show and what I talk about in my life is how do you understand yourself on a deeper level? How do you support yourself nutritionally? How do you resolve internal conflicts and deal with things that maybe have happened in the past? And how do you ultimately trust that your body is so wise? There's such wisdom there that it's going to do what it needs to do and heal. And that's just the paradigm I've followed for a long time. Yeah, I'm so with you on that. I think that it's interesting. And again, it goes more to that outside you know, whether it's it's approval or pressure or advertising or propaganda, mm-hmm. whatever it ends up looking at, that there's so many things that are being pushed is what's good for you. But if you don't even ask yourself that question, right, to know what it is that you need, it's so important. And it's not just one size fits all, like what my body needs may be different than what yeah. your body needs, right? And so to be able to really look at that is so important. And, you know, as part of the journey of just kind of seeing what things are, are work for you, not work for you. What are some things that were kind of disempowering for you and also things that brought you into a more empowering position? Well, I think from a disempowering standpoint, it just started when I was younger where I over-identified with the people pleaser. And so I, I wanted, you know, I wanted everyone to like me. I wanted everyone to be my friend and I wanted to go out of my way to help people all the time, even at the expense of my own needs or even my own integrity. And so I think having that as a much more primary element of my personality when I was younger, while it served me in a lot of ways, you know, like, you know, you're awesome. You're such a great guy. You're so nice. You're so helpful. You're such a great worker, et cetera, et cetera. I realized that it, you know, it wasn't sustainable, that ultimately I would burn out. Ultimately I'd sacrifice my own inner truth. And so I think that was probably like one of the most disempowering things. But again, through inner work, through looking in the mirror, through asking myself, like, why am I the way I am? And being able to track that back to like how I was raised, And to honor that process, because a lot of good came from that, but to realize that I'm much more 
of a human being. I have much more potential. I could expand who I am and I could have an expanded consciousness where, you know, one situation may require one aspect of me and another situation may require another aspect of me. So I would say that was a big piece for me. And then, you know, just getting caught up in some stuff when I was younger and experimenting with drugs and, and partying. And like, you know, I'm grateful for some of those experiences, but ultimately they didn't serve like, I mean, they served my evolution, but if I continued on that path, let's just say I wouldn't be where I am today. Right. Right. Definitely. Well, and, you know, speaking of, of knowing thyself, you know, we've kind of talked about that in terms of the theme, you being a human design expert, how is it, you know, knowing who your design is and how do you, uh, one, how do you help your clients with that? And how does knowing that yourself help just color the decisions you make for yourself? Yeah. Well, well, first of all, thanks for calling me an expert. I don't, I don't think I'm an expert on human design, but uh, I definitely have a strong grasp on it and I utilize it in my work. And I've, you know, obviously I've utilized it in my life. Well, first of all, human design is a really unique system. I don't know if you've spoken about it before, but it's a unique system that integrates four ancient sciences and two modern sciences. And it's a great way to understand your uniqueness and what differentiates yourself. And so I've found that understanding my energetic type, being a generator, has supported me in a way to understand that for me and for my type, it's really important for me to go after the things that really light me up and that like are blissful for me because through my aura, and I don't want to get too into it, is that like when I'm lit up, when I'm doing the things I love to do, it's going to have an impact on the world and the people around me. The generators are the most, the highest percentage of types on the planet. And so we have a lot of generators that aren't, let's say, honoring their strategy and their authority. They're not doing the things that really want to do. And so we have generators that are not lit up. And so that's going to have an impact. So the more people understand their type, understand their their authority, which is your decision-making process, because there's different decision-making processes for individuals. Like for me personally, I'm an emotional authority. And so I realize that I'm always existing on an emotional wave. Now it could be like this, or it can be like this. But for me, I've found that it's not beneficial to make any rash decisions when I'm at the height of a wave or the low of the wave. So I've learned to have more patience. I've learned to understand like, this is how I'm designed that okay, I'm on a wave right now. Let me just kind of wait and see if I can get to a place of emotional clarity before I, let's say, tap in to that inner knowing and or my gut, my feelings to say, okay, this is right for me. So I just think human design is a really amazing tool to support you in more deeply understanding your true nature, to get out of the compare and contrast game, which is I mean, huge on social media because everyone's doing their thing. Everyone's got a podcast or the Instagram page or whatever. And, you know, we're not all meant to do the same things. We're not meant to operate in the same manner. So if like someone, let's say, is a projector looking at a manifester and being like, oh my God, like I should be doing that. Like, what does it say about me? It's like, no, you have to ultimately go back to yourself. What's most aligned with you? And part of that process is deconditioning. It's realizing all the stuff that was pushed on you parents, society, et cetera, that isn't you. And to separate from that and to integrate and stand in more of who you are. And when you're living more in alignment, magic happens. I've seen it so many times with myself and my clients. When they're honoring their strategy, they're honoring their authority, they understand their, their particular energy, amazing things happen. And actually, that's when life becomes easier in some ways. Like Things just happen. And there's sometimes there's, there isn't an explanation for it. And so I don't know if I answered your question, but I just feel like for those of you that don't know human design, look it up. You know, you can go to jovianarchive.com is, is a great site. 
It's important to know your time of birth, place of birth, and date of birth. And it's really cool. And I'm a huge advocate of it. Well, I agree. You know, I'm a big fan of it as well. I think it goes back to that know thyself. And I think if anything, you know, there's so many indicators that it it does for you, but just how unique we all are. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so many times people are just kind of lumped together and decisions and laws and things come into place for everybody at mass. But when we look at what are the unique qualities and why are we here and what are we doing? Right. It's such an important thing and knowing that, that authority. So it's interesting because myself as a manifesting generator, it's like I still have that that core generator aspect, you know, of that responding. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how you operate in the world and what you look at, and you know, they all matter and all all makes a difference. And it's great that you talk about that whole comparing and contrasting and with social media and with government officials, with all these different things of people telling you who and how you should be knowing what kind of strategy or how to check in with yourself of, of, is that even true for you, right? Mm -hmm. And being able to ask some of those deeper questions. What are some of the the questions that you ask of of yourself to know that you are are in alignment? You know, it's hard to say. I feel like it's more of a subconscious somatic process. It's like a sense, it's a feeling as opposed to like a question. Now, I guess if something's going wrong in my life, I'm an introspective person. So then I'll be like, well, you know, why did that happen? Or what's going on? What do I need to change? That kind of thing. But in terms of knowing, you know, human design now for several years, it's just become more second nature of just tuning into the the deeper wisdom of my body as opposed to like, excuse my language, mind fucking it and just getting all worked up in here because the decision-making process from a human design standpoint is much more of a, a subconscious. It's much more of an intuitive, instinctual gut body process, in my opinion. And so again, tuning into that wisdom. And then how do you tune into that? And how do you get more connected to it? This is why I'm such a big advocate of being as healthy as you can, because a lot of people, I think, confuse intuition with just another thought. You know, They're like, oh, well, I know that's my intuition. It's like, well, maybe if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not eating well, there's still a lot of trauma that you need to like work through, then maybe like what you think is your intuition isn't that. And so how can you get your body as clear, as healthy, as possible. So you can tune into that higher intelligence. Right. Right. Well, and that's part of that treating your your body as, as a temple, mm-hmm. right? Is that when you are are really supporting yourself in all the different levels of taking care of, you know, being out in nature. We've talked about, you know, having good choices in food. And like when you do all of those things, like they all come together. I mean, we're in an interrelated being to be able to have everything affect us. Everything in our environment affects us in some ways. Which reminds me, one of the things I love to ask my guests is that because our environments affect us, we have different experiences in our bedroom versus our kitchen, our office. What's your favorite room in your home and why? Well, you know, I'd have to say the kitchen. Uh, my parents are both born and raised in Greece. They're Greek immigrants. And I grew up around a lot of food. My father owned a traditional New Jersey style diner for like 35 years. And my mom is an amazing cook with like classic Greek dishes. So you know, I learned a lot from them. Uh, I learned a lot from friends in my life. And, and even in college, I, I worked part-time as a chef in this Spanish tapas restaurant for a couple of years. And I just love to cook. I love to use my hands, uh, which in human design actually touch is my cognition, is my primary sense. Not surprising, I'm a body worker as well. And so I really like to do that. And then also to be of service. It's a way for me to be creative. It's a way for me to show my love. It's a way for me to uh, bring people together. So I really love to cook. I really love to like host small little gatherings. Uh, little dinner parties, and even just cooking for my wife. I love 
making a meal for us to enjoy. So I would have to say the kitchen, like that's my first uh, gut answer. Uh, I love that. And, you know, I've been at some of your gatherings and you have such a, a warm, welcoming, you know, way with whatever homes that you create with you and Sophie is just always a, a welcoming experience. Awesome. Oh, I love it. I love it. So good. I love it too. So I know that people are going to want to stay in contact with you. How can they do that? Uh, best bet is Instagram at healing with your I have a link tree on there. Link tree will take you to the podcast uh, link tree as well. I mean, we're on the usual platforms, Spotify, Google, YouTube, etc. We're about to be on uh, some other freedom platforms moving forward, just in case, you know, censorship is a real thing. So I'd say at healing with your And if they want to ask me a question, they can email me at healing with your at gmail.com or Erasmus at protonmail.com. And yeah, I'm, I'm working on my website. So if you happen to go to my website, it's probably not going to come up. Okay. And we'll put all those, those links in the podcast notes as well so people can uh, get a hold of it there. I'd like to also, before we go, to talk a little bit about you do transformational retreats. And you know, I think now more than ever, as far as people being able to connect and get together, talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, I host them uh, here at our home in Topanga, and it's a full day event. I initially was doing it just for men, doing men's work, but I'm opening it up to men and women. And it's a, a full day affair to really go deep into the physical body to help release stored tension, trauma, excess toxicity, and also to be in nature. You know, where I live, we don't have cellular service even away from all that. And, you know, there's a hike, there's amazing organic meal, there's a pool, hot tub, sauna. I mean, it's just a full day just to get out of the city, a retreat, to connect with other people, to build community, and to continue the hero's journey because we do some really, really deep work, which I know you're aware of as well. And it's really powerful. And I look forward to just continue doing it. Uh, it's so great. I mean, you and I have definitely done some work together. And, it, and there's something powerful about being in community with healing, about having that support and having joint experiences, you know, breaking bread together. I mean, all of those things really come into play of not only nurturing our, our humanness of who we are, mm -hmm. but also moving through trauma. And I mean, I can't even imagine some of the, the workshops and things that we have gone through together to do that on your own, right? There's just a certain thing that gets missed in that when you don't have the support you need in that. So I thank you for, for the work that you're doing in that. Yeah, thank you so much. I think there's a power in being witnessed in your healing. And, and it's like, it's not one or the other, you know? It's an individual journey, of course. And at the same time, being in community and having support is important as well. We are social beings. Right, definitely. Well, and in line with our theme this year is people who are being a force for good. So Eurosmos, how are you being a force for good in the world? Well, you know, I think I'm being a force for good by how I live my life and what I stand for and the work that I do and supporting people. And with starting this podcast too, you know, um, mainstream media is dying. People are, are tired of the lies. People are tired of the bullshit coming out of these people in authority, their mouths, and they're seeking out alternative platforms. And I think that's one of the, the amazing things that came from this whole lockdown situation is people were spending more time at home and they were exploring different avenues of, of information and different platforms. And I think through Here for the Truth, I think there's another way to bring amazing human beings to the world and to not only just hear about what they're doing, but hear their story, to hear their hero's journey and to be like, wow, you know, maybe I'm, I'm grappling with something like that. And this person in front of me 
they work through it and look at what they're doing now in the world. And so there's hope for me because we need, we need new role models. You know, this whole celebrity, like some of these athletes, politicians, like we're looking in the wrong direction and I'm not saying everybody, but the majority. And so who are these other people in the world that are living their truth, that are individuals that are challenging the status quo? Like who are these people? And, you know, I want to shine a light on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that so much. I'm with you with that. I think that there's definitely a shift that's happening. I feel like we're kind of coming back down to some foundational like American values. I mean, the whole idea of the truth seekers and freedom, you know, this life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just some amazing conversations to be had around really standing for that and being that. And so I just want to thank you for, for being that in the world and for all that you do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you and what you're doing. Thanks again for having me on. My pleasure. And for our our listeners out there, it's you that helps get that message out there. You know, you get to have choice in terms of getting positive messages out, to really stand up for yourself, to be part of the community. And by sharing this and getting that out, that's really helping in doing that. So if you haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe. If you have any comments, please put that in there, whatever platform that you're on. Uh, You can tag both myself and Eurosimos. We're happy to answer any questions and support you along your freedom journey as well and be a truth teller that is out there. So until we connect again, live your spa life. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Your host and spa life curator, Diane Halfman, wants you to know you can download her free guide to start living your spa life right now. Go to dianehalfman.com and click on the link for the nine secrets to step into your spa life. Now, live your spa life where accomplishment and harmony coexist.